Welcome to The Light of the World, and this is Jerry G. Martin. I'm excited about the message today and this week as we are still focusing on men. Men are so important to the purpose of God and the plan of God that the enemy has come in to try to do everything he can to destroy the effectiveness of men. He wants to destroy men so that we are not righteous. He wants to destroy men so that we are not responsible. And he does not want us to have the rewards that God have in store for men. Nudge the man in your life and have him to listen to these messages this week. And at the end of today's message, we're going to let you know how you can join us this Friday for the Impact Men's Gathering at the Light of the World. This is the time for every man to stand tall and be who God called him to be. Now join us as we walk in the light of God's Word. There's a scripture in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 11. It says, when I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. I want the men to be engaged this morning. So would you just repeat after me, man? When I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, when I became a man, when I became a man, I put away childish things. What are the childish things? Here are seven characteristics of childish behavior. A child is the center of his own universe. A child is insensitive to the needs of others. A child desires to have its own way. A child has a temper tantrum if it's not catered to. A child is unable to be reasoned with. A child is irresponsible in behavior. A child obeys only concrete authority. But the scripture tells us when I became a man, I put away childish things. So I'm going to come back and dig a little deeper into that concept in another message. But today I want to start with the beginning. Let me say this as I start this whole series about men. I love being a man. I don't feel ashamed. I'm not embarrassed. I'm not intimidated. And I ain't guilty about it. I don't have any inner thoughts of wishing I was a woman. I ain't never felt like I should have been a woman. I don't want to try out being no woman. I am a man. I'm not what I shall be, but I am what I am. I'm not all the man I can be, but I'm more than what I was. There was a headline in a local paper that read, Wanted, some stout-hearted men. The article began with the question, What's wrong with America? And the article gave the answer, Lousy leadership. 
not just in government or politics, but in business and labor, in service and manufacturing, education and other big institutions, and also in the media. Most of us will agree that there is a crisis in leadership and in productivity, but this stems basically from a crisis in manhood. Our manhood has been emasculated and that has sterilized our ability to be productive. The feminist movement speaks out against maleness. They create a perception for the world, for the word man. They don't want to use that word, men, that man has become in some circles a dirty word. They want to delete they want a deletion of the gender-specific terms and seek to replace those with uh, neutral terms. There are no more firemen. They want to be firefighters. They'll go. Uh, they, there are no more man hours. There are person hours. That's not even a manhole cover. It's a personhole cover. <laughs> Movies, television, Entertainment gives a perception of men as either stupid bunglers or super macho heroes. Even family television programs shows ineffective men depending on competent women to help them through life. Who was the smartest person on the Jeffersons? Who was the smartest person on Good Times? It's not the man. He's the bungler. He's the, he's the one that's in up. Watch every TV show. They got, they got 98 pound women on CSI program running down a 250 pound man and slamming him to the ground and handcuffing him. <laughs> All while she's doing her nails. <laughs> so what is a real man and what is he like? In the case of male identity and role, the answer is found in God as he revealed himself on earth in the manhood of Jesus Christ. Through Jesus, God showed us by example how to live as real men here on earth. And God revealed to us in physical form what he'd already said, that he created man in his image and for his Purposes. So let me say this. The essence of manhood is found not in how a man looks or in what a man does, but in who a man is. Not what you look like, not what you do, but who you are. There's no greater joy or fulfillment for any man than to be brought up to the level of Christ-like manhood, and that's real manhood. So I want to look at the making of a man by his maker. Someone said in a book that men are from Mars. But the creation of man was God's idea. The truth is the creation was something that God initiated. In the first chapter of Genesis, we get an overview of the creation of man. And in the second chapter we get the details of that creation. So it almost looked like it repeats itself. But the first chapter gives you the overview. The second chapter gives you the details. 
In the first 24 verses of chapter 1 of Genesis, God creates the heaven and earth and the plants and the animals. And the last stage of that progression of creation, God said, let us make man. I want to make man who's going to be God's representative, clothed with authority and, and rule as the visible head of his creation here on earth. So let's look at Genesis chapter 1 verse 26. Then God said, let us make man in our likeness and let them rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air, over the livestock, over the earth, and over all the creatures that move along the ground. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. So God created man, he created a male man and a female man. That's why she's called female. I created man. I created them male and female. God said to his creation partners, the Son and the Holy Ghost, let us make man and let's make him like us. Let's make someone we can relate to. Let's make someone we can communicate with. Let's make someone we can fellowship with. And there were three things that resulted in us being made in God's image. Man was made in the spirituality of God. Man became a spirit. God is a spirit and man became a spirit. And a spirit being and with an intellect and a free agent, we're able to make decisions. Secondly, man had the moral integrity and holiness of his nature. We made us so we can live holy. And thirdly, he made us to be able, like him, to rule and to reign. He gave us dominion over the creatures. That was in chapter 1. And in chapter 2, he gives specific and individual details about the making of the man. Let's look at Genesis chapter 2, verse 7. The Lord God formed the man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living being. Now, this is the male man. God started with the male. The first thing I see is that this man who'd been made out of the dust of the ground shouldn't mind getting dirty. That has to do with working with your hands, being productive. He was made from the dust of the earth. So the real man that God makes don't mind getting dirty. You shouldn't always be looking at your fingernail. <laughs> Talking about, I got a little dirt on my fingers. That, you came from the dirt. So especially don't look at your nails like this. <laughs> so if you're going to look at them, look at them like this, not like that. <laughs> Verse 8. Look at this. Now the Lord God had planted a garden in the east in Eden. And there he put the man he had formed. 
God planted a garden and God put the man there. Did you see that? He planted a garden and he put the man there. God did not send the man to the garden. He put him there. He ain't going to take no chance that you ain't going somewhere else. I'm putting you right here where I want you. God prepared a place and put the man in the place where he could be productive and successful. Listen, man, God is interested in your productivity and your success. Come on, let me say it again. Man, God is interested in your productivity and your success. So he set you up to succeed. He didn't set you up to fail. He set you up to succeed. He gives us everything we need. He is instrumental in your career. God is instrumental and interested in your business. He's interested in your pathway for success. This is Jerry G. Martin, and I am so excited about what's coming up this Friday, May 5th, at the Light of the World. It is our 2023 Impact Men's Gathering. There are several churches that's a part of this Impact Group all over the city, and we're calling our men to come together, and we're inviting you as well. If you're a man, you are invited. If you're going to be a man, you are invited. So we want every father, every grandfather, every uncle or nephew or grandson or brother to be here. We're going to talk about what it really means to be a righteous man. God is looking for righteous men today to make a difference in the culture. We're also going to talk about what it means to be a responsible man for your home and your family and in your church. And then what are the rewards of that? It's going to be a blessing and a benefit to you. But we're also going to have some fun and excitement. We have some custom cars and classic cars that's going to be in the parking lot. Man, if you have a custom car or classic car you'd like to show, bring it out. If you're part of a motorcycle group, have your group come and join us. We're going to provide the food and refreshment at no cost while supplies last. Our Impact Group is hosting and sponsoring this event, so come on out and be a part of it. You can come as early as 4.30 to take advantage of all the things that we're offering. And then at 7 o'clock, we're going inside, and we're going to minister to you and pray for every man that's coming. Pastors, we're going to send these men back to your church equipped to be a responsible man and a righteous man. So come on out and join us at the Light of the World, 16161 Old Humble Road. So this is Pastor Jerry G. Martin saying, May the Lord our God richly bless you, and we'll be with you again next time.